What is in a name? What is in a name? Christ alone? We're going to look at this name and decide truly how impactful this name will be in our life. Do you ever stop and think about the role you play in your own walk with Christ and think, wait a minute, I could resist or I can be all in. It kind of, I can kind of determine what's going to happen here. Christ is already doing his part. He's already died on the cross. He's already said all authority has been given to him and I represent him. Now, how am I going to react? A lot of stuff is going on. What is in a name? This morning, we're going to look at Acts 4. And we're going to look at ch- uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 22. Now, I didn't really start a little bit earlier in, ch- in Acts 3. But just to give you a little bit of a backstory, Peter meets a crippled beggar. Peter meets a crippled beggar that was uh, born that way from birth. And this, uh, this young guy, I'm going to call him a young guy, he was 40. I don't know why Luke points that, points that out that he was, what's wrong with 40, by the way, you know? I'm 47 this year, and I started thinking, he like makes this little point, this guy was 40. Oh, that's so old, dear Lord. I don't know why he points that out, but I thought it was kind of funny. But the funny thing is, Peter meets this guy, and this guy just wants, he wants money. He's begging there. He asks people to carry him there to the, uh, to the temple gates. And Peter sees him, and Peter does something amazing. He says, gold and silver, I do not have. But Peter already knew what he did have. He had the authority, the power, and the relationship with Christ Jesus. Gold and silver I do not have, but what I give you, I give you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now get up and walk and be healed. We'll look at that a little bit later. But we're going to pick up this amazing story right here because Peter made some people a little upset about doing this. Peter made him a little uh, made some people upset. So it says here, four one through twenty two, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees, they came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people, and they were greatly disturbed <laughs> because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter, they seized John, and because it was evening, they put him in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed. Many believed, and the number of the men grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, the elders, and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and the other men of the high priest's family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man now stands before you healed. He is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished that they took note that these men had been with Jesus. 
But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everybody living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn these men to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it's right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And after further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. Lord, thank you for this word. May we learn so much from this passage, Lord, that is in your word. And Lord, may we we be forever changed by it and remember who we represent in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What is in a name? You know, one of my wife's favorite things to do here uh, in Las Vegas area, she loves to go see that atrium at the Bellagio. Anybody else like to do that? They have that whole atrium and they do all those flower uh, arrangements and they kind of change it throughout the year and uh, there was one time I remember they did this whole thing and they do it every single year on Chinese New Year now I'm not sure why in Chinese culture certain animals were picked to represent a, a year I don't really know that but you you're I'm sure you're all aware of it the year of the ox the year of the monkey the year of the tiger the year of the rat all of these things happen and they do everything in red which is symbolic of some kind of like fortune or, or luck or something in Chinese uh, culture they put out all these little coins and uh, there's so many things to do but they're basically proclaim, uh, proclaiming the year of whichever animal that is but I'll tell you one thing this will be the year and you might have gone through some stuff already in 2021 anybody can say 2021 has been challenging for you and you think yes I understand exactly well this will be the year you can proclaim the year of Jesus amen This is the year we can proclaim the year of the risen Christ in our life, in our family, in our walk with Jesus. Everything we need to do, everything that needs to be done, this can be the year of God's favor. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you, sometimes you can get stuck in that funk, right? You can get stuck in that funk and you can't see further than your own misery, your own situation you're in, so many things that came against you. I told you last week when I had to sit in that CEO's office and get fired from a Rolex job. I've been working with Rolex since 2004. When I had to sit there and hear that, I thought to myself, it's all right. If I have Jesus, I'm the richest man in Beverly Hills regardless. That's all that I need at this time in my life. Hallelujah. Christ Jesus. But very often a depression can hit God's people. And what are we to do? Remember Remember who removes, hallelujah, everything that doesn't belong in our life. And it's by the power and the name and the strength of Jesus Christ that these things cannot take root in our life. There was one time, there was a little weed in my backyard. And I thought, I'm just going to leave it there and see how big this thing gets. 
And I know I could have plucked it so easy when it was so small, but you know what? I let it go till it got about this high. And then by the time I tried to rip it out, that thing fought me. And it was so hard to uproot, I got it out. But it goes to show you there are so many times in our walk with Christ Jesus that we need to get things out early and quickly and say, no, this will not be in my life because of Christ Jesus. Depression be gone in Jesus' name. And sometimes you need to say it with your mouth. Don't just think it. Put it out there. Proclaim it. There's power in words. Amen? Amen. My wife always says, speak life. That doesn't mean think life. You can think life, but speak it as well. In Jesus' mighty name, be gone. Something happened to me in 2009. I remember my family was away for Christmas. I was by myself because I was working on the strip doing my thing, had a big, busy work schedule, and a depression overtook me being there by myself. And I have to tell you, uh, I was feeling isolated. You ever feel that way? Feeling isolated, kind of like that one, uh, that one lamb off by itself. And I was trying to maintain my joy and everything, but it was just heavy over me. This depression was heavy over me. So I decided to put on Celine Dion, Oh, Holy Night. This was around Christmas time. And I put on Celine Dion, Oh, Holy Night, and one sentence got me. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. Hallelujah. Don't you love it when the Lord sends the line you need to hear? And I remember that Christmas, I told myself, in Jesus' mighty name, all oppression in my life must cease right now, today. Hallelujah. My kids asked, when we were coming back to Los Angeles uh, this week, they asked if we could put up all of our Christmas decorations now. (laughs) And you know what? When you proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, when you proclaim the year of Jesus, why not? And I decided that once we get our house situated, we're going to do everything in honor of the Lord Christ Jesus. And we are going to set up our year of Christmas in August, late August. I'll, leave, I'll put you in charge of the decoration committee, right? So, I, if, if we say anything today, it's amen, come Lord Jesus into my situation. Come Lord Jesus into my life. Come Lord Jesus at this moment. Mary and Joseph had no choice on what they were going to name their baby. They had no choice. The angel Gabriel himself said, you will name this child Jesus. You have found favor with God. You will be with child. You'll give birth to a son and you are to give him the name of Jesus. He will be great and his kingdom will never end. Hallelujah. When you think about what is in a name, when you think about the name you were given, I, my wife couldn't decide on what to name our son, so she said, I'll take two Ryans. And, you know, a lot of times people will look in those little books and find out historically what their names mean and all these good things are going on. But when you look at the name of Jesus, his name was literally an instrument of salvation for the Lord. His name literally would be to save. The Lord saves. So if you need to proclaim a year at all, 2021, what will this year be dedicated to? It will be to the name of Jesus Christ in your life. Hallelujah. And you can pray this name over everything that you have. Your relationships, your finances, your job, your work. I don't even have a job. 
Tomorrow I will. But today I do not. And I'm kind of enjoying a little break. There's a lot of pressure with uh, high-end retail. And Rolex did something tough on all of us. They cut production. So now people can't really find what they're looking for. But I've got to tell you one thing. Jesus will still be the ruler of my year regardless of what happens. I can get fired in May and I still have Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, the first thing I want to look at this morning is this. If you have notes and want to jot this down, and this is something we already read in Scripture, only in the name of Jesus is salvation found. Only in the name of Jesus is salvation found. Recently, we set up our high-speed internet in our, apart- in our condo here in Las Vegas. But how often in life do you start to get on your computer, you start to uh, do whatever you're doing on your phone, you start connecting all your things, and it doesn't seem that high-speed to you? Have you ever had that moment? You think high-speed internet? I think it's more like slow-speed internet, Right? So what do you do? You call the, the uh, provider and you complain and say it's not uh, fast enough. And they say, oh, we'll be happy to give you a boost, right? We'll be happy to give you a boost. And it usually costs you more. And you know that's coming. But then they make it quicker. Let this be the year of the boost of Jesus Christ in your life. Amen? How often do we hear on TV, well, there might be another booster shot to strengthen what you already have. The booster shot you need is called the name of Jesus. That is the name that you need more and more. Someone literally is here to save you. Don't you still need a savior? Even though you're sitting in this very awesome collection of great believers in Christ, don't you still need a savior every single day? There's a lot of stuff out there. (laughs) If you've been slowly lagging, In your prayer life, this is the year to kick up your prayer life. Hallelujah. This is the time to reach out to Christ Jesus. The year of the Holy Spirit, that that boost that you need. And it will cost you. It will cost you more time, more investment. The Lord might tell you to start doing more things, start praying for more people, start reaching out, start being more social, start communicating more and more with your Creator. Peter and John... They healed this cripple in the name of Jesus because they were prayed up and that cripple got up. Hallelujah. And very often in life we have to remember, what is our gem as Christians? Prayer. Hallelujah. You begin to get your muscles on when you pray, when you reach out. Never underestimate the power of prayer. In in Colossians, Paul tells the Colossians, whatever you do, whatever in word or deed, do it all. In the name of the Lord Jesus. What a powerful reminder. Whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Hallelujah. If we do everything through and in the name of Jesus, that means that we bring honor to Christ first. And that is what we are here to do. Amen. I stopped honoring Christ when I let that depression hit me so hard. I stopped honoring him, and all I could do was end up living like Eeyore. Do you remember Eeyore? Oh, woe is me. Wish I could get out of this depression. Wish I could feel better at this moment. You know how often God's people just don't feel right? That's usually a sign that it's time (laughs) It's time to connect, to plug into the power source, to get that booster shot, hallelujah, of God's Spirit. 
But we must remember that we always represent and wear the name of Jesus. We are to be a blessing, the light in the darkness to this depressed world. We don't want to be infected by this world, amen? But we want to infect it with Christ Jesus, hallelujah, and affect it with his spirit. Don't let this world overtake you. We are to be overcomers, hallelujah. And the Lord truly does save. I even saw this one video. I used to be a, a big fan of watching this most shocking video show that they used to have on TV. And there was one lady, she had her own business, and a guy came in with a gun, pointed it to her face to rob her store, and she said, get out of my store in the name of Christ Jesus. He was so confused, so he just turned around and left. And I thought, there is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The year of Jesus. We are here to stay in that communication with him. Do you ever feel so guilty that you spend so much time texting, connecting with other people, logging in on websites, checking out all this social media? How much time we spend communicating and we don't take the time to pray. We don't take the time to connect with God. We don't take the time to do so many things. But we have all this other time. Isn't that something? Sometimes I feel very guilty. But I want to tell you, the second thing to look at this morning is only in the name of Jesus are we saved from sin. Hallelujah. I have this thing, I call it the two-turn method. Turn from sin, turn to Christ. What a wonderful thing to do, amen? Turn from sin, turn to Christ. Our passage states an amazing exclusive truth. And this is sometimes something that people don't like to hear. A lot of times, you probably know folks like this. No, 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 I don't believe that Jesus is the only way. I think that there are many truths that can be found. I think there are many paths. How many times have you been around someone like that that doesn't want to just give Christ the ultimate, ultimate honor, right? Well, I'll tell you, Know this, he says this in scripture, know this, it is by the name of Jesus that this man is healed and salvation is found in no one else. No other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Hallelujah. You see, I'll tell you the truth, friends. The name and the person of Jesus is a specific designation from the Father. Jesus was designated to exclusively be the Savior of this world and the Savior of everybody sitting here today. Hallelujah. He alone. And Peter reiterates that Jesus is the stone counted as worthless by those religious leaders, counted as worthless by you, the builders, but he has become the very head, the corner, the capstone. I love that. There, in many companies, there's only one president and CEO. Am I correct? They don't usually have dual <laughs> sharing of power in companies. There's only one president and one CEO, and to him, there usually is no equal in a company. And that what it, that's what it means to be head of something. But in God's company, Jesus is designated as head, and he has no equal, no counterpart. There's no one like him, nor will there ever be. Hallelujah. Salvation is found solely in him alone. So this is the year to commit to make Jesus the head of your life. If you haven't made Jesus the head of your life this year, that's why I said here, 
Only in the name of Jesus are we saved from sin. We have to repent and say, Lord, here is my white flag of surrender, and I surrender to you. (laughs) Hallelujah. You need a white flag in your house. Amen? And sometimes every morning you need to look at that white flag and say, Lord, I surrender to you. I repent and I surrender to you. This is the year to make Jesus the head, the capstone of our life. We can make a big mess out of our lives if we leave it to our own devices. Amen? That's why I had to come back to the Lord in 1999. I had to. There was no choice. The Lord had me hooked by the heart and said, you're coming home kicking and screaming. (laughs) Actually, I was more tearful at the time and crying over the mess I had made. But if you haven't been allowing the Lord to be the head of your life, you're almost setting yourself up like a sitting duck just waiting to get picked off by the enemy. Don't you hate that? Doesn't that make you feel uncomfortable? If you're comfortable with that, there's something wrong. I tell you, it's time to reject sin. Hallelujah. It's time to tell this. Sometimes we have favorite sins. Am I wrong? Favorite sins that we just keep falling back to. It's time to tell them, be gone in the name of Jesus. That's why my wife always says, speak life. Because who is life? Jesus is the life. If you've been away and you've been struggling, especially with sin... Here's how you find your way back. John 14, 6. I am the way. I am the truth and the life. In 2 Timothy 2, 19, everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. That's turning to Jesus. Thirdly, this morning, I thought I'd mention this. Is thirdly even a word? I just made that up, I think. Or it sounds very British. Thirdly. Third this morning, his name has all the power you will need. All the power you will need. When my son and I got in his little Fiat 500 in LA yesterday, I know it's a small tank. I have to make sure we have enough gas in that tank to make it there. Hallelujah. And when you have a relationship with Christ Jesus, I want you to know something. He has all the resources and power that you will need. Amen? Amen. Do you believe it? then proclaim it. Lord, you have all that I need. I just got fired. I have Jesus. I just lost my income. I have Jesus. I have so many things coming against me. I have Jesus. That's a shield. Boom, boom, boom. Flaming darts everywhere. It's okay. Doom, doom, doom. I feel like uh, very often we need to remember the Jesus that we do have. We need to remember who he is. He's a big shot, and I represent him. Hallelujah. You represent him. On my journey back from depression, though, back in 2009, I decided to proclaim more and more the name of Jesus, even at the workplace. There was one time at the wind, I ran into the restroom across from my Rolex store. There's a little store right across the, a uh, little restroom right across the hall. I went in there, and two of the workers, two Latino guys speaking in Spanish, they were porters working there in the, in the restroom. They were talking with each other. When they saw me, they stopped, and they just smiled. And I walked in, and I used the restroom, washed my hands, and then when I walked out, they were still staring at me and smiling. And I thought, that's a little weird. They were just like doing this. I thought, they're very friendly, but I still hadn't spoken a word to them. So finally, I got out a little bit, and I went back in, and they were still looking towards the door. And then I said in Spanish, just to put something out there, 
There's power in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I just did it for no reason. Boom, boom, boom. Hay poder en el nombre de Jesus Cristo. And you know what those guys did? Hallelujah. Amen. Gracias a Dios. Before, before I knew it, we were praising the Lord in the wind bathroom in the esplanade. Hallelujah. He has all the power you will need. The angel Gabriel said this of Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Not much in this world is forever. Not much in this world is forever. Every once in a while, my favorite car from the 80s, I, I used to have a Honda CRX. Every once in a while, I'll see a little Honda CRX and I'll think that's clever. You have to have some serious staying power if you think you're going to be able to pull something off without Jesus, and it really won't happen. When you think about all the great people in the past, Genghis Khan, gone. King George of England, gone. The emperors of China, gone. The kings of Persia, gone. Louis of France, gone. The Kaisers of Germany, gone. Il Duce from Italy. When some of the disciples doubted the truth about the risen Christ, Jesus said this to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So go make disciples, baptize, teach, obey what I commanded. Oh, and by the way, Jesus says, and my kingdom never ends. So guess what? That means I will be with you always. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He didn't say partial authority has been given to me. A little bit of the Lord's authority has been handed over. No, he said all. That means that you have access to the power and the authority of the risen Christ. So if you're under his authority, begin to live like the big shot that you are. Hallelujah. You know what they call that in Italian? Grande capo. You can be the grande capo. Actually, you already are. You just have to realize it, wake up to it, and believe it. You have that authority in Jesus to drive out all the sin in your life, to drive in greater strength into your situations. No other name on heaven and earth has been pronounced to claim all authority except Jesus. So start shaking the world because of who you represent. Amen. Shake it up. Our last point this morning is this. The name of Jesus breaks down every stronghold. Walls begin to crumble. I bet you there are people in your families that have such broken relationships you couldn't even imagine how those would ever be mended. My uncle just died and my aunt refuses to talk to my father. She didn't even invite him to the funeral. She cut him out from his own brother's funeral. These people haven't spoken in decades. And you think, my goodness, that's some serious, like, uh, old world. It's almost like watching a mafia movie. Like, you're out. But I tell you, with the name of Jesus, strongholds will come down. In your lives, in your families, uh, your relationships, your friendships, strongholds will begin to break down. And when we look at the crippled beggar for a moment, we knew that his disability was a stronghold in his life. He used to have to beg people to get him to the gate, beg people for money. He relied on everybody. He placed expectations on so many people. But I'll tell you one thing. Very often in life, we can be just as injured as he was. Sometimes in life, we let these things become to define us. 
We become defined by our broken relationships. We become defined by our circumstances that have been so hard. We've come to accept our circumstances and begin to have this defeatist mentality, just like Eeyore. Well, I guess nothing will ever change for me. I can't do a good ear voice. I'll work on it for next time. But I just remember, he's just moping around. But sometimes in life, you might feel seriously stuck and think, oh... Fear of frustration coming against me. Woe is me. No one's coming to the marketplace to pick me up and take me to get what I need. But Pastor David one time prophesied, I can't remember what year it was, but I jotted it down that it happened. One time he prophesied, get ready for an explosion. Hallelujah. Get ready for an explosion. I had stopped believing in spiritual explosions around 2009, and that's why I got so bummed out. But a spiritual explosion can happen, and it will happen. Hallelujah. There's something that you need to remember, and that's in His name, all oppression shall cease. In His name. There was one Hollywood actress I met one time at the Wynn Hotel. Her name was Brittany Murphy. I don't remember what she died of. It might have been substance abuse. That seems very common down there in that industry and in that area. But I remember her husband was so mad at Hollywood, he said, you have blood on your hands, Hollywood. It's because of you that she's dead. And I remember thinking when I was selling her and her husband jewelry, I met both of them. And I remember thinking how crazy to think that I met her and she would be dead within a year. A young woman, she'd be dead within a year. And then I remember thinking, but had she known my Jesus, she'd be alive. Had she known my Jesus, she'd be alive. Those strongholds that were in her life would have come faltering down. They would have come right down. The Lord would have just knocked them right out. Hallelujah. Well, I wanted to mention as we go this morning, as we conclude, now I'm going to backtrack into Acts 3 because what happened to the crippled beggar that we're looking at this morning is this. After, G, after uh, Peter told him, silver or gold I do not have, but what I give you, I give you in the name of Christ Jesus. And he took him by the right hand and he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Don't you love the instantaneous power of the name of Jesus? That means very often in life you can wait, but you might not have to wait long as you think you do. Power from the name of Jesus. So taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. He then went to them in the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. I'll tell you, this is the year to walk, jump, and praise nonstop because of the name of Jesus Christ. Activated in your life. Hallelujah activated in power and in strength in your life. He jumped to his feet. He began to walk. He praised. He walked. He jumped. He worshipped. Hallelujah. Praising the Lord. They recognized him and they said, wait a minute. Who is this guy? We know him. Wonder and amazement at what had happened. May this be the year of Jesus in your life. May this be the year of wonder and amazement in your own personal walk with Christ Jesus and in the people that are in your sphere of influence. Amen.
If you don't mind, just give me a couple more minutes and I want to end with this. This is a great book I read. It's called Jesus the Messiah. The author says this, Unlike the death of other great world figures, the death of Jesus did not result in a Jesus memorial society. Gathering regularly and remembering their departed hero didn't happen. Events did not permit this. Easter destroyed that possibility. There was no tomb containing the body of Jesus that could serve as a shrine. There was no mausoleum to visit. There was no monument where his followers could go to read odes commemorating the time that he was with us. The tomb was empty. Jesus was not dead. He was alive. He had conquered the great enemy death. He lived and he dwelt with them. And today he continues to dwell in the hearts and the lives of his followers through his spirit. The New Testament and the church ever since shouts triumphantly, Christ is risen from the dead. The proclamation of the early church concerning Jesus Christ, however, is not simply that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, that he was raised, and that he appeared to his disciples. To this confession must be added, and he will come again. Hallelujah. The blessed hope. He will come again. The life of Jesus is incomplete. It awaits the day when he will return to share the banquet with his followers. Hallelujah.